It's the very first movement of a percussion concerto called The Shaman. We're hearing the amazing Evelyn Glynnie as soloist performing with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, Alexander Micklethwaite, conductor. It's music of Vincent Ho, and I thought it'd be fun to open the program with it because it just really grabs you immediately and does not let go. Vincent is one of the most confident composers that I can think of. He uses the orchestra like it's his own personal, I don't know, toy or something. He's absolutely, completely confident in his orchestral writing and the way that he evokes this ritual, this otherworldliness of the shamanic journey, I think is absolutely incredible. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. Today's program is called Dealer's Choice. This is one of my favorite recurring segments where I delve into our CD library, our ever-growing CD library, and choose some music that I think you probably don't know but should know. I'm going to definitely return to that piece, Shaman, the Shaman, the percussion concerto by Vincent Ho later on in the program. But first I want to play a piece by David Maslanka. This is called A Child's Garden of Dreams. And perhaps there's a thread hanging through this program today, like a psychological thread. Uh, maybe something was guiding me, some sort of musical shaman. If you think of the shaman, this idea of a person in primitive cultures who would act as an intermediary between the spirit world and the world of humans, and you think of that, that psychological idea that, that humans have, this need for another world, and you think of the writings of Carl Jung, which influenced the piece I want to play now, A Child's Garden of Dreams by David Maslanka, and Jung was fascinated by the idea of a shamanic journey. He was fascinated by mythical archetypes of all types, and Child's Garden of Dreams is a book that he published. These are dreams by a child, as you would imagine, and she was very young. She had all of these dreams that were just completely outlandish. I mean, the, the most detailed, strange and bizarre things that Jung had ever heard. And of course, he had heard a lot. Uh, unfortunately, the child, she passed away less than a year after she started going to see Jung, and he became convinced that all of her dreams were actually a preparation for death. The dreams have incredible titles, like There is a desert on the moon where the dreamer sinks so deeply into the ground that she reaches hell or a drunken woman falls into the water and comes out renewed and sober. So you can see where Jung is coming from, this idea that the dreams represent death, but more in a redemptive, uh, transfigurative type of way. At any rate, I'm going to play the fifth movement, an ascent into heaven where pagan dances are being celebrated, and a descent into hell where angels are doing good deeds. The opposite of what we normally associate, needless to say. This is a new release. We're going to hear the Illinois State University Wind Symphony, led by Stephen K. Steele, performing music of David Maslanka. Thank you. 
That's evocative music by David Maslanka, A Child's Garden of Dreams. We heard Movement 5, and here's an evocative title for you. An ascent into heaven where pagan dances are being celebrated, and a descent into hell where angels are doing good deeds. We heard the Illinois State University Wind Symphony, led by Stephen K. Steele. This is a new release. And this is really important that it is a wind symphony. David Maslanka wrote a lot of wind band music. It was really kind of his thing. And uh, I always thought of it primarily in terms of of drum corps, DCI International, if you know that. Uh, It's what the high school and college bands compete. Um, But boy, Maslanka could get all kinds of interesting colors out of the wind band. I mean, really, very, very evocative music here for the wind orchestra. And I have a personal connection with Maslanka, too. I only met him once in my whole life, but he was very much a spiritual person, as you could imagine, from somebody who was inspired by Carl Jung and his writings. And I was maybe, gosh, oh my, maybe 20 years old. I was at the University of Missouri, Columbia, and I was teetering between being a, an anthropology major and being a music major. And I was, I was enough in the music world at, at the school that when Maslanka came and, uh, for a week-long residency and many of us got to have private lessons with him, I was one of the people who was chosen to have a lesson with him. And we talked about my piece of music for maybe 10 minutes. And then we talked about spirituality, paths in life, everything else for maybe 20 minutes. And I told him that I, I had not really been interested in music most of my life. And then when I was 17, I just suddenly became massively interested in it. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, that's, I call that a knock. That's a knock from another world. Somebody is telling you that you need to follow this path. And uh, so I don't know, who knows what I would have done otherwise, but I followed music. I never looked back, never met David Maslanka again. He died less than a year ago. Uh, He was very much on my mind. And it was a real treat to be able to hear this piece again, because I think he kind of came into my life at an important moment. I'm going to play a piece now by composer Elena Ruhr. This is a new disc called Bespoke by the New Orchestra of Washington. Uh, It's one of the many, many discs that was sent to us, but the spine of the CD just kind of called to me while I was in our library looking for things to feature on the program today. I think Maslanka would have called that a knock of some kind. I don't know. At any rate, it uh, it called to me. I pulled it out. I listened to it. Everything on this album is fantastic. These are wonderful new pieces by the New Orchestra of Washington. So we're going to play this piece, Shadow Light. It's a viola concerto. So we have another concerto here. This is really, really really a fun piece. It's exactly what you might think of from the title, this play of light and shadow in the orchestra. Really, really nice orchestral writing here. So here's the new orchestra of Washington, led by Alejandro Hernandez Valdez, with Marcus Thompson as soloist to perform Shadow Light by Elena Ruhr.
How's the new orchestra of Washington performing a viola concerto that they commissioned from composer Elena Ruhr? The piece is called Shadow Light. And well, for me at least, I, I really feel like I hear that in the orchestra. This is very interesting orchestral writing. We always love to think about coloration and orchestra, how that term applies to music is, is, a, is a long conversation for another time. But in this piece, at least, I do kind of hear this idea of shadow and light play in the music. We heard the new orchestra of Washington led by Alejandro Hernandez Valdez and Marcus Thompson was the soloist. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers, and today is another of our recurring Dealer's Choice segments. This is a chance for me to be the dealer, so to speak. I get to go into our ever-growing CD library and choose some music that I think is fantastic that you may not have heard before. If you want to subscribe to our podcast for streaming versions of this or all previous episodes of the show, or for a complete playlist of what we featured today, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. My program today is called Dealer's Choice. This is a really fun recurring segment for me, where it's just a chance for me to feature some new releases, also music by composers who send their music to us, um, composers who may not be as well known as some of the other people that we feature on the program. So it's a really, really fun chance for me to do that. And I want to play a piece by Claude Baker, who is another composer, oddly, that I have a personal connection with, much like Maslanka. I was about 20 when I met David Maslanka in that key moment in my development as a composer, and I was about 28. And same thing, we have an hour lesson, we talk for about 15, 20 minutes about my piece, and the rest of the time is talking about life. <laughs> and I was so uh, concerned about what I was going to do with this master's degree when I got out of school. I, I really already knew I didn't want to be just an academic teacher or composer. I wanted to do something else more in the, in the real world. And it's interesting that I found this new-ish CD by the St. Louis Symphony of the Glass speed game another recording of this piece because that's exactly what that novel by Hermann Hesse is about it takes place in an unspecified time in the future there are these people that are so advanced academically I mean they speak so many different languages they're masters of music arts sciences everything and they play this game as kind of like chess times a thousand the rules are never completely discussed but it takes years to play the game and it takes your entire lifetime to even be able to to master it and the protagonist though has a real problem with all of this he, he masters the game but he has this problem with the idea that they're in this ivory tower just doing this that it has no impact on the real world what is the point of attaining this level of sophistication he thinks if you're not actually helping people with it so it's kind of interesting because it's it's definitely a, a dichotomy that, that has haunted me my whole life too I, I want to learn to write music and writing for the orchestra is a, a skill that takes many many years to master but I want it to kind of matter in the real world as well so this new recording really really spoke to me of the glass bead game let's have a listen we're gonna hear the third movement Fantasia. Here is the great Leonard Slatkin to conduct the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, music of Claude Baker.
That's music by Claude Baker. We heard the third movement of Glass Bead Game, Fantasia, and there's Leonard Slatkin conducting the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Claude Baker was in residence with the St. Louis Symphony for many, many years, most of the time that I lived in Missouri, actually. And this disc is not so, so new. It's from 2012. But still, when you think that Baker's residency ended way back in the 90s, I think it's great that they're paying homage to their legacy composer here with this recording of the Glass Bead Game. You may notice that I'm, I'm playing a lot of orchestra music on the program today, and all of the writing is, is very, very colorful. These are people using the orchestra in really, really fantastic and often fantastical ways. That's certainly the case with the piece The Shaman that I opened the program with. I want to return to it now, and I'm going to play the, the incredible concluding movement, the last movement, Fire Dance. Uh, this is the wonderful Evelyn Glennie. She is one of the great percussionists in the world. I mean, the chance to write a percussion concerto for her. Well, of course, you want to include a lot of fireworks. You want to really, really show off what she can do, and uh, she can definitely handle it. And it's not enough for the composer, Vincent Ho. He's also bulked up the percussion section in the orchestra, so you're going to hear a ton of percussion in this. This is probably one of the most exciting orchestra pieces that I've ever heard. <laughs> I really say that without hyperbole. So here it is, Fire Dance, the concluding movement of The Shaman, a percussion concerto by composer Vincent Ho. And we're going to hear the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, Alexander Micklethwaite conductor, and the great Evelyn Glennie percussion soloist.
That is a showstopper for the orchestra. It is the finale of The Shaman, a percussion concerto, and we heard Fire Dance by Vincent Ho. It's the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, led by Alexander Micklethwaite, the great Evelyn Glennie percussion soloist. That is just absolutely incredible music for orchestra. As I said, one of the most exciting pieces that I've ever heard. Uh, what a great discovery. This is something that was sent to us just recently. This is a relatively new release, and wow, I was so uh, just thrilled to hear this piece. So the whole piece is like that, uh, from that evocative opening movement where he's got people in the orchestra actually yelling, uh, conjuring up this this other world, but 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 uh, a kind of dangerous place. It's like the ritual of the shaman leaving this earth is actually a little bit dangerous. To this last bit, the fire dance, this ecstatic uh, bit of kind of uh, you know, if you think of the whirling dervishes or something, where you go into that kind of trance. Uh, just absolutely incredible music by Vincent Ho. So happy to be able to feature it on the program today. We return to this disc, Bespoke. This is again by the New Orchestra of Washington, and it is an album entirely of commissions, which is, of course, something that's going to catch my eye and my ear immediately. But I want to play a piece called Elastic Band. Everything on the album is a lot of fun. We have just enough time, though, to hear Elastic Band by Joel Philip Friedman. So here is Alejandro Hernandez Valdez again to conduct the New Orchestra of Washington.
That's Elastic Band. This is a commission from the New Orchestra of Washington. And we heard Alejandro Hernandez Valdez conducting the music of Joel Philip Friedman. And if you want to hear more about any of the pieces that I featured on today's episode of Dealer's Choice, you can find them at our website at relevanttones.com. 